The promise of America is being squandered. How are we going to restore our nation back to a sensible, citizen-centric government? Welcome to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. Joyce is a businesswoman, not a politician. And she's here to offer pragmatic, possible, and post-partisan solutions for the 21st century. Now, here's your host for Reimagine America, Joyce Cordy. Merriam-Webster defines leadership as a noun. It gives you three choices of definition. The office or position of a leader recently is, uh, or and an example that says, recently assumed the leadership of the company. And the second definition is the capacity to lead. And its example is a politician who lacks leadership. The third definition is the act or instance of leading. And the example is leadership molds individuals into a team. It offers examples of leadership in a sentence. A politician who lacks leadership. Or what this country needs is the exercise of strong leadership. Now, remember that I am quoting directly from a 150-year-old institution now turned into an app on my phone. But I have to wonder if someone updated those examples recently. Welcome to the Reimagine America Radio Hour. I'm a businesswoman, not a politician. I solve problems. I don't make them. And when it comes to the subject of leadership, I have a significant amount of firsthand experience. I've led projects. I've led programs made up of several projects. I've led functional business departments. I've led high-risk corporate decision-making teams. What I've never done is shrink from the responsibility that comes with accepting a leadership role. The responsibility to set out specific goals we sought to achieve, to outline the steps needed to reach that goal, to lay out a timetable for accomplishing each step, to measure the accomplishments and course correct it as needed. And that means accepting responsibility for the missteps, delays, etc. It also means shining a light on team members who were part of our collective success. Leadership means being a part of a team, not the disinterested or self-interested observer of a separate group. I don't remember any class in business school that was called how to be a leader, although I know there are lots of programs on that subject in the marketplace today. But what I instinctively knew from my first project leadership role on was that a leader never asks anyone on the team to do something the leader themselves would not do themselves. While I've designed a lot of large S systems, that's people, processes, and enabling technology, I am not a small S systems technologist. But in my 30 years in corporate life, I never missed a go-live event for any 
information technology portion of any program I was responsible for. I couldn't write the code, but I could and did bring the donuts and make the coffee, help with the user acceptance test, be there to deal with the inevitable problems that we had not anticipated. That's the nature of change. The problems that we don't anticipate happens, and a leader has to deal with those inevitable problems as they occur. Leadership means going above and beyond to set an example. During my long corporate career, I've often gone on sales calls with sales and business development people who were not part of my team. They asked me to come because I brought content knowledge, knowledge that their team lacked, and I had the relationship skills to deal with the C-suite. They made a potential client feel important. And you know what? I often learned something from that new client engagement that I was able to use with my own team. But equally important, my participation in their activity contributed to everybody's bottom line. It helped the client to size and understand their problem so that they got the correct solution package. The sales team that had invited me to participate got the sale. And corporate profits were thereby improved. And you know what? My bonus was predicated on a triad. My performance, my team's performance, and the company's performance. Now, I never told you that leadership was a synonym for altruism, did I? Good leadership is good for everybody on the team. That instinctive response, that setting an example of positive behavior, not asking others to do something you would not do yourself, that demonstrates the importance of engagement, even if engaging doesn't always mean winning. It means participating. It means going the extra mile to achieve a result for the larger entity. And isn't that the American way? Hasn't that always been a hallmark of American presidential leadership? Yes, it has. Until now. In the midst of a pandemic, Thinking about the greater good of the greater many should be the responsibility of every single person in the United States of America, everybody in global leadership, including the current administration. And it means we are, as President Bush in a uh, video uh, message a week ago said, we are all in this together. Demonstrating the importance of engagement. Everybody is in this together. Creates some confusion about what they think in the White House leadership means. Because if weekly, now daily testing, is good for the White House, why is widespread testing not a good thing for the overall American workforce? And I ask, will the recent realization that infection can occur even in the West Wing? change the administration's attitude toward universal, readily available, rapid, accurate testing so that our workforce and the customers they serve are confident? If wearing a mask 
is, as almost every state governor has said, there are some singular exceptions, and we will mark them, um, maybe by abstentia. But if wearing a mask is a public health priority, shouldn't it be a priority, especially in the proximity of the president and vice president of the United States? And why do those two gentlemen refuse to wear a mask, recognizing the risk that they could inadvertently become a spreader of COVID-19? Because someone in their proximity without a mask can become a source of infection. We have seen at least two positive tests in the White House in the last 48 hours. Don't the president and the vice president have a public responsibility to, of, do, to do no harm, at least to do no harm, certainly to avoid spreading the infection? That's more than just measuring whether they're infected today. Mike Pence's press secretary tested positive on Friday. She was with the, pres the vice president on Thursday when he made a appearance, a pu public appearance, a P PR appearance, if you want to know the truth, okay, at a senior living establishment to deliver, to show how the administration was prioritizing senior uh, community living uh, as a priority for PPE for the people who work in those institutions. Okay, that was yesterday. And today, that press secretary tested positive. She was there without a mask. The vice president was without a mask. Have they now exposed vulnerable seniors in a rest home during a PR stop? That's an open question. Why would the president not be an advocate for strong public health measures to prevent the further spread of this virus. Why would he not want the CDC to lead with its guidance on how to reopen the economy? Why would the administration say that a document of that sort of guidance will never see the light of day? It makes no sense. As a leader myself, it makes no sense because the more guidance there is, the more testing there is, the more test, track, and contain there is, the safer workers and consumers are going to feel about exercising their responsibility to fuel the 70% of the U.S. economy that is consumer spending. Okay, happy talk from the White House in the face of contradictory headlines both from the White House today and on their local news programs nightly, will not encourage consumers to follow that leader. More than anything, leadership is about accepting responsibility. It is not about pointing blame or pretending the problem doesn't exist. I sympathize with President Trump. We are all sick and tired of this pandemic. Most of us have been cooped up in far less uh, elegant settings than the White House. We are all fearful of COVID-19 because we now know enough to know that its course is unpredictable. 
and that it is a threat to life as well as livelihood. And it is generally understood that the majority of our population, about 60, 65% of it, uh, according to recent polling, is prioritizing life over livelihood. So being tired of the pandemic is not going to end it. Only herd immunity will end it. And that means a vaccine, an effective therapeutic, or years and years of cycling infection. A leader, someone who leads by example and thus has the confidence of the people he leads, would recognize that saving lives is the key to saving the economy. And it's an easy thing to begin. Yes, vaccines are hard to create. There are at least 70 therapeutics that are currently under investigation. We don't know if any of them will work. We don't know if a vaccine will work. But we do know what has worked in the past, in 1918, 1919, in 2009 and 10, wearing a mask to prevent the spread of infection. It's not a cure. It's a prevention. It's not 100% certain that it will work every day in every case, but it's more protection than not. So if the president and the vice president were to take up the practice of wearing a mask when outside the White House, they would set an example of leadership that saves lives rather than an example that leads to riots. And as Governor Cuomo in New York and Governor Ensley in Washington and Governor Newsom in California and Governor Wise in Ohio have all made clear, saving lives is the first and foundational step to saving our economy. Thanks for listening to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. You can learn more at reimagineamerica.org. Got a comment or an idea for a future show? Email Joyce at reimagineamerica.org or find her on Twitter at Joyce Cordy or at Reimagine Radio. Take a minute now and go to reimagineamerica.org. Join the forum. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you love the podcast, donate and tell others. You can invite Joyce to speak at your next meeting or conference through reimagineamerica.org. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast at ricochet.com or c-sweetnetwork.com. That's c-sweetnetwork.com. Together, we really can reimagine America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.